0: Hey y'all, this is a bonus episode of Call Your Girlfriend to promote the current season of Colorful Lives, a podcast presented by State Farm. Colorful Lives is a show I co-host with Angela Yee and Tanya Rapley. Angela is a serial entrepreneur and the co-host of the popular radio show, The Breakfast Club. Tanya is the founder of MyFab Finance, a platform that has helped thousands of people reduce their debt, build savings, and improve their credit with compassionate financial education. These two women are probably the two women who have influenced the most the way I think about money, the way I spend my money, and the way that I really want to talk about financial education. Over the years, Angela and Tanya and I have become accountability partners. A big part of the show is really sharing what we have learned and also the steps that we're taking into building more financial literacy for ourselves. The whole aim of the show is to have a candid conversation that's devoted to helping women get their money right. So whether you're drowning in debt or you're already a whiz at investing, there's something for you. We've shared our own debt stories and trust me, there are nightmares. All of the money mistakes that we've made, Everything from not opening your mail because you're afraid of who the letter is from to, uh, you know, like cashing out in a 401k when you're 20 something. Uh, We've made them and we know that other people have. There is really no shame at all. And the first step to financial freedom is really to talk about it. So this season, the show is really emphasized on breaking down all the things that you need to know before life's major milestones come at you fast. So whether it's, Uh, Getting married or having children or you already own a house and you need to make a renovation. Like, how does all of that work? We have great guests that come on and um, tell you what they're doing and also really what you should be doing to do that right. One of my favorite episodes this season that we've done is with Jessica Nabongo, who recently became the first Black woman to visit every single country in the world. Her Instagram is amazing, and we were really lucky to get to sit down with her and have her break down for us how one is able to do that, just travel and make that your lifestyle. So here's the episode with Jessica.
1: Welcome to an all-new episode of Colorful Lives presented by State Farm. This season we're focusing on all the things that we wish we knew before major life events. In this week's episode, we're going to dig into all the things that you should know before traveling. This is one of our favorite topics. It's universal for all of us because besides being financial experts, we love to travel.
0: Period. We, ugh, we do love to travel, but we also, you know, sometimes we travel for work, but also we travel for pleasure. I want to focus a little bit on the work portion. Yeah. Um, Angela, do you have like a set routine when you travel for business to, you know, like how do you make that more enjoyable? Because sometimes... It's a real drag. Yes. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's either you go with the flow or you have a very set, like, kind of military style that you're on the road. How does that work People for you? think I'm very militant when it comes to
1: traveling. <laughs> so my friends are like, okay, relax. But here's what I do. First of all, I like to travel on the same airline. So I get all of those perks and benefits and those miles and upgrades and that status. So I do that. I also have a credit card for that airline. And with that credit card, I'm able to access the lounge and bring two people in with me for free. So you have to think when there's all those flight delays, things yeah. are going wrong, you get to the airport early, you have a layover, at least you can go in the lounge and relax, do some work, you have access to the Wi-Fi, you know there'll be somewhere to sit, you can get some food, some snacks, and you're just more comfortable. So I think that's important. And um, the other thing that I like to do is I hate rushing. So I always give myself extra time. You'll never know what can go wrong in the airport if you're pulling up and there's traffic, Mm -hmm. maybe there's a long line even if you have everything because I have clear, I have everything you can possibly get to make travel faster but things can still happen. So I also like to pad that time so that even if I get to the airport early at least I'm relaxed because there's nothing more stressful than you get to the airport and it makes you aggravated and then it makes you maybe be rude to a travel agent who could help you and then they decide not to because you're being rude. You're taking your anger out on them when it's not fault that you decided to show up right so i do all of those things just to ensure that things go pleasantly i also like to take the first earliest flight out Uh oh and that's a good trick because things get delayed throughout the day that's true so when you take that first flight you have a greater chance of being on time because the later you get a flight is late coming in then you're late going out and then things just get pushed back more and more and more that's so true
0: i'm definitely more laid back when i'm traveling for myself but when i travel for work i think uh I just get in a different mindset. It's just a warrior mindset. And I think also for planning, you have to be really careful. If you're an entrepreneur, you have to like keep those bills separately. I keep like a, you know, that accounting is very different because a lot of times you're, you know, like you're asking for reimbursements at the IRS and all that kind of stuff. So I think that having a system where you are organized and it's easy to just pass on to your accountant, that's probably the best thing to do.
2: Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And I think like, so do you guys ever add in personal, on-business trips. Always. Always. You know, to the extra day, baby. Always. It's, it's kind of <laughs> nice to travel on someone else's dime. I know before I became an entrepreneur, that was a goal of mine, that I was going to see as many places as possible on mm-hmm. other people's dime. Right, I'm
1: here. Yeah,
2: and you get those airline miles and everything. I And I have some um, a few friends who travel frequently and that's one of the things I think that they're leaving on the table is even though you're traveling for your company or someone else, it doesn't mean you can't plug your airline mile, your frequent flyer number in there, yes. or whatever rewards program it is. It It doesn't mean that you can't add those to your hotel points and so forth. Like travel smart.
1: I use all my points. As a matter of fact, every year I'm able to take a free trip just based off of my miles and my points. So I think that's great. Like, all that work you do and then you have all those miles and then, and again, with my credit card, I'm also able to book a flight for someone else, like a buddy that travels on the same itinerary and it could be any, it has to be in the United States, but they get to travel and get the equivalent flight with me. So I get that once a year also. Oh, we got to talk about what card that is. We'll talk about which card is. I'm like, ooh. So now time you do have a child now. Yes. And you fly with him. So tell me how that's different and how do you prepare for that? He's a frequent flying baby. Yes. (laughs) Honestly,
2: he's been on more flights than um, a lot of people in my family. Wow. flies quite frequently. (laughs) Uh, It is interesting. Um, I was actually just booking a flight before we we, um, decided to record. Uh, So with him, I did have to get things that made it easier for me to travel with him. So there's a specific stroller that I take on the road with us only. It converts into a car seat. So I literally drop the stroller, turns into a car seat so I can pop it in and out of cars without having to worry about carrying a base and everything else. So that's his travel car seat. Uh, I have I have about four different carriers, but I have one carrier specifically that I can take through TSA because it's just all cloth. So it doesn't go off when I'm going through um, going through the metal detector. So I use and it folds down really easily. I can put it in his bag or I can just wear it around my waist or wear it around my neck like a little neck cover. Um, and then nursing, because I'm nursing him, sometimes we have to nurse him on the flight. So I always have to make sure that if we're um, traveling and, you know, in economy that we get the extra well, the um, extra room seat so that I can stretch out, so that he can play around, or so that I can nurse him comfortably. Right. So it's just a lot more things into consideration. At first, I was really nervous about traveling with a baby, and if my child was going to be that child. Ooh, to when you cause be on the plane, like,
1: I, I need to move my seat. Yeah. Baby, <laughs> baby they will not stop. So you shut
2: him up. Like, but honestly, I I had really good fortune when it comes to traveling with people who understand children or who mm. have grandchildren um, and are really understanding. So um, for anyone who's nervous about traveling with children, just do your research ahead of time. Um, I wrote a blog post about it. I referenced a lot of different blog posts about it, just preparing. Is
1: it annoying helps. when people try to touch the baby like on the plane and yeah. they're like, he's so cute. one flight attendant that kept trying to kiss him. What? Like, Girl. Relax. I know you were
2: someone's auntie, but this is not your nephew. <laughs>
3: but
1: yes,
2: I definitely <laughs> had someone who kept trying to kiss cares. It's like, uh,
1: uh, we try so to minimize. Awkward. That's so awkward. Yeah,
2: and You know, at one point, I felt bad about setting boundaries around how other people interacted with him, but I was like, if I don't, who will? Right. Like, yeah. if any, there's anything... I can set boundaries around is this little person that I brought into this world. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... He's too little to be like, nah, chill out. She was so <laughs> sweet, too, and it was like, no, you can't kiss him. That's so, that's so weird. <laughs> it is. So, Amina, I mean, spending significant time abroad, how has that changed your perspective? And what's the biggest difference between traveling close to home and further away from
0: home? That's
1: the traveling I want to do with Amina does. I
0: mean, you know, it's funny for me. Like, I, like I'm like i an immigrant here, so America was abroad, not, yeah. uh, not where I'm from. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's always something to keep in mind. I think, uh, you know, probably by the time I was in high school, I had traveled more than most people that I know. And it's, I think that it gives you a kind of open mind. It teaches you how to be flexible. And just, you know, I think that for me, it was really good b- with being independent. Mm. But I think that the thing that I'm rea- realizing a lot as an adult is that you don't have to go far to travel. No, so yeah. I, you know, like I moved to the States, 15 years ago now, and I am really loving traveling in America because, one, it's a huge country. It's really nice. And there's always something there's always something to discover. And I think that the feeling of, you know, you can just go. I'm like, you can do that on a weekend. You don't have to like pack up your bags and go to Prague or go, you know, like climb a mountain somewhere in a foreign country. (laughs) So I think that keeping that in mind and also, you know, the ideas, a lot of the ideas that you have about tourism, like it's expensive or you are entitled to it or all of these things. It's, you know a good way to prep for overseas travel is probably to explore where you're from first. And then you figure that out.
2: There's so much to see. Like we were thinking about that before we leave California. There's so many places Mm -hmm. I want to see in and around California, like on the West Coast, because I don't think I traveled to the West Coast until... Um, I was 25 wow and it's so beautiful
0: yeah. it's so beautiful yeah, yeah there's a lot
1: I haven't seen on the west coast I yeah. feel like I go to the same places all the time exactly and a lot of times I do go places just for work mm-hmm. so you're in there you do your work you're in your hotel room and that's it yeah
0: yeah. I always do a, uh, like I always do a google search for day trip plus the city that I'm in oh, because I find that that's a really easy way to be like if you're in any major city what's something that's close by mm-hmm. that you can see and you know it's nice and you can you can explore without having to spend too much money and you still get that same feeling of adventure.
1: That's really smart. Now, adding on to this, let's talk about rental cars and rental properties. How do you know the real cost of what a rental is supposed to be? And then there's all these fees added onto it. So you might think it's one price and then next thing you know, you're getting charged more.
0: You know, I do a lot of rental properties for, um, I don't like it when I'm traveling just by myself. I will always stay at a hotel, but whenever we go on tour Mm -hmm. for our podcast, a lot of times we will get a house because we want to live communally. And also there are a lot of travel experiences that I have with, there's a group of friends that we always plan a trip together and it's nice to have a kitchen that you can all cook in and hang out. So that's really nice. But I think that you really have to weigh that against, sometimes it is cheaper to get a hotel than Mm -hmm. to get a group house. So you should do your research. Um... And also, you need to do a lot of research on all of the fees that are hidden in that, right? So there are a lot of platforms where you'll see the price and then you realize, like, oh, they slap tax onto that. There is a cleaning fee. There yeah. is a fee for, you know... They're, towels. They're, exactly. Like the towel yeah, yeah. There's, There's like, the towels fee. like random things. There are all sorts of things. And <laughs> I always tell people, I was like, Whatever platform that you're on, make sure that it is the safest one that you can be on. You do, you you research everything. If you see the house address, I also will Google what the address is and then look to see if people have given reviews for that place. Um, but, you know, and there's also, unfortunately, a lot of fraud that happens with rental properties. So if anybody ever asks you to send them a money order, that's fraud. Ooh. If they ask you anytime that you're on a platform, if somebody is asking you to interact with them off the platform... That's a huge, that's a huge, huge risk. And you should also look, every city has their own kind of ordinances around how it works. So if the city that you're in, for example, doesn't like um, short term rentals, you should probably know about that because it'll affect, you know, you should always prepare for the worst that can happen. Like you show up and you can't get into the unit. Exactly. Or the city busts the unit, or you have a disagreement with the landlord. It's like, who do you go to, to, to repair that? And so, you know, not being cavalier about it, I think is really, it's really important because it's, your safety is, right. at,
1: is at risk. yeah. And then with the rental cars, sometimes you get a rental car and you don't know, am I supposed to get the insurance? Am I supposed to get this? Do I prepay for the gas? Or am I okay with buying gas when I'm going to rush to get to the airport and have to return it? Yeah,
2: I. you know, when it comes to getting the additional insurance with the rental car, I always ask myself, how much am I going to utilize this car? What's the probability that I'm going to be in a situation where I'm subjecting myself to an accident? Because if I'm just driving the car, say I pick it up and I have to drive, one time I had to go to... Um, some part of Pennsylvania that was definitely far from Philadelphia, but it was literally me just like driving and leaving my car at the hotel and just speaking at that hotel. And so for me, I didn't feel like I needed to get renter's insurance for that versus if I'm driving, I'll be driving around like the city. I'll be going shopping. I'll be doing other things. I'll be driving to dinner. I feel like my likelihood of getting in an accident is more, um, it's more likely that something could happen. So I usually will get the insurance. Although and. you
1: never know when something can you happen. You never know. Right? Like
2: they say most accidents ho-
0: happen close to the home, you know, so
1: you know, and then you'd be like, "This is the one so you, time I didn't get the insurance." Right. But you should
0: also look at your, the credit card that you yep. use to rent right. the car with, yep. because sometimes you have coverage through your credit card. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody who travels a lot, you should just be on top of all of yeah, that. Yeah, right? and, and if you like, have
1: your own insurance,
0: right? If exactly. you have your own, yeah, auto they insurance. might have
2: they might have something in your policy that allows you to, for auto coverage. I know, but
0: auto whatever, auto whatever you do, the late fees—that's what's going to kill you. Late so. fees always, like in general, I think late fees in life, late like, fees in <laughs> life, avoid them at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> but you
2: don't want to turn. You know, and I think... Everything's happen when you're in the road is really calling and communicating. Yeah, just let them know. Yeah, because I've had instances where I'm going to be late. There's traffic or you know, something went over and so I have to call them and let them know. I'll be turning the car in, you know. You can't just not show there. up and yeah, not bring just the show car up back. late. Just walk onto <laughs> the lot 3 hours later like where have you been? <laughs> but also that with hotels too, you know, late check check out. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't realize that you can contact them and that's the benefit of you know, being on top of your rewards points and mm-hmm. staying at hotel properties that you have loyalty with because a lot of times they'll extend that courtesy because you're a loyalty member.
1: Yeah, trust me. I am the queen of late checkouts. I like, hey, I was wondering if I could get a late checkout. I don't think I ever check out on time. I honestly.
0: always I always ask when I check in, but I'm also on a program where for most of the properties that I stay at, my checkout is 4 p.m. So oh. I'm really happy to do that. But again. It's like another whole day. It's, it's like, just, what program is that? Very, it's very nice. I'll tell you about it off air. I know. Nice. I, I have some tips to take from you guys, which is great. I love that because I feel like I'm always learning yeah, about but you should. To, upgrade my life. You should always ask when you check in. You yeah. should say, like, I want, I always ask for late checkout, even if I have to, my flight's at 8 a.m. And
1: you know what, I do ask them, and they always say, well, we can't tell you right now, but we can tell you, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: then one thing I always, I'm going back to rental cars, is making sure that you document any damage on the car before you drive it yeah. off of their life. Take those pictures. Yes. And like, let's document yeah. that, because, like, I did not do this scrape in the back, or this is not my dent in the hood. You know, sometimes I'll just ask for a new vehicle, but I feel like this other vehicle has been <laughs> through yeah. it. Yeah. No, dang, but
1: you know what? I
2: don't trust this vehicle. Let me go ahead and get another vehicle. But make sure you're documenting those damages so you don't get charged for it. And
1: you can also join a loyalty program for the car rental place and that'll give you better rates most of the time too. I rented a car from my dad. He was driving to Detroit and so I actually joined the rewards program just because because I don't rent cars that much but I did it just so that we could
2: get a better rate. I love my the company that I use my um, for most of my rentals with and it incentivizes me to utilize them. I like they have my name when I pull up and everything. Right, easy. they have the car
1: there. And it's the same thing with the hotels and the rental cars. They have a separate line sometimes if you're a member and you use that particular company a lot, then you don't even have to wait on the line. Sometimes with the car, you can just actually just walk up and the keys will be there like for you and you don't even have to wait online and go through that whole process. So it's worth it for things like that.
2: There's so many ways to get more for your buck when you're traveling and Mm. I'm happy that we're sharing those because we are frequent travelers and other people who are figuring out, you know, how can I travel more? This is how you can do it. Better... For less.
1: We're talking a lot about traveling in this week's episode, and we hope that sharing our perspective helps. But this podcast isn't the only resource. There are nearly 19,000 state farm agents all over the U.S. who are waiting to help protect what's important to you and guide you through major life milestones. For this week's Ask an Agent segment, we reached out to Zanetta Harris Glover, who has an office in Newark, New Jersey, to get some practical advice on how to make your next trip your best trip.
4: Ladies, we love to travel. I hope this episode has you thinking about somewhere special you would like to visit soon. I know I am. So let's talk about some ways you can save and budget for a dream vacation. Price out each part of your travels to estimate how much to save. Think about where you want to go, how you will get there, where will you stay, where you will eat, how you will get around, and how much extra spending money will you need calculate a ballpark estimate of these costs and you got yourself a goal to shoot for save for your trip without thinking you can set up auto transfer between bank accounts or have your employer direct deposit specific amounts to separate accounts this helps you put aside a dollar amount or a percentage before it even hits your purse you'll be less tempted to spend vacation money if you already stash it away I would also consider opening a separate vacation or travel account. It's easy to open an extra bank account, and with automatic transfers, you can watch your savings grows as if by magic. A state farm bank money market savings account can help you save and reach that dream destination someday. You can earn on a large sum of money with high interest rates and still maintain easy access to those funds. For additional tips on saving and budgeting for travel, Talk to your local State Farm agent or visit us at statefarm.com.
1: For the second half of today's show, we're being joined by Jessica Nabungo. She's a jet setter with ambitious plans to be the first black woman to travel the entire world. That's goals. That's goals. She's fresh off a trip to Pakistan and only has a handful of countries left on her global bucket list. What's up, Jessica? Hello. Huh? I'm so excited to be here. So um. many questions for <laughs> <We're>
4: you. So excited. <laughs> so many We're ready to pounce. We're ready to pounce.
0: We're ready to pounce. Well, you know, I my first question is a very boring question, but I think it's an important is an important question. How does travel insurance factor into how you live your life? Because I feel like a lot of people decline the option whenever it pops up, but I feel like you have a lot of use cases for why somebody should probably get insurance at least sometimes.
3: Um, definitely at least sometimes. Uh, <laughs> take my advice now. Nah, don't follow what I do. But I think travel insurance, um, for me, the most important part, and this is morbid, but it's something that we have to think about. The most important part um, for me is getting insurance that covers, if I end up in the hospital, that allows for someone to fly in mm. and in the ultimate case of death, that repatriates my remains. People don't realize how important that is. Um, I've seen a number of incidents recently where someone dies and like the community comes together to help their family bring their body home, but travel insurance can help you with that if you find the right insurance. Um, So also, if you get sick while traveling abroad, um, anything can happen, for sure, and so travel insurance definitely will help to take care of some of those things.
1: I have an insurance question. I was really mad about this. I bought a flight, right, and Normally, I don't buy the insurance on the flight, but I was like, okay, I'm going to do it just in case things change. And then things did change because I felt like it probably would. So I bought the flight insurance, but then I tried to use it and they're like, oh, that's only if there's an emergency. I didn't read the fine print. So I thought they would just refund my money because I got insurance Mm -hmm. on it. I don't yeah I've never bought it before and yeah I was really
3: annoyed so yeah I agree um I do feel like the automatic like on the website the automatic insurance it's only if you have like a medical emergency right, or, or somebody something in your like, family yeah. something happens yeah there's still unfortunately no way to protect your your investment in a trip unless right. um you buy a refundable ticket which usually is like five times the price and not really worth yeah. it and so yeah unfortunately there's still not something for that I mean. just yet. Yeah, really? that
2: happened to me, and I called the credit card. <laughs> I called directly. them too. Yeah, yeah, I called directly. I'm
3: like, listen, this
2: is an emergency. <laughs> They're not agreeing to my terms, and yeah. But
4: the other thing, <laughs> I got
1: my we money. Had to back.
2: Agree to dis- oh, you did. I got my money back. Okay. Yeah, no, they they went ahead. They um they disputed the purchase. Well, this was because we were going to Kenya around the time that they had the terrorist attacks mm-hmm. and the air, um, they did not want to give me my money back. The airline didn't want to give us our money back. So I called the credit card company right. and said, I don't feel safe traveling to this country. They have elevated the travel risk and I want to cancel this trip. Mm-hmm. And they said, um, that sounds like a reason to dispute it with me. And they disputed it and I got my money back.
3: Yeah. And to um, piggyback on that, you guys talked to him earlier a lot about loyalty. Mm-hmm. Being loyal to an airline is super important when you have those last minute changes. For me, it happened just yesterday. Um, I was flying another airline and we were so delayed that I missed my flight out mm-hmm. to Detroit. And the airline that I'm loyal to allowed me to change my flight to the next day. They had no obligation to do that. Right. I, you know that ticket was for yesterday and I missed it. That's it. But because I'm loyal to them, mm-hmm. they changed my flight to today wow. and I had no penalty. Right. So loyalty is super, super important because I'm good for calling like, hi, mm-hmm. um, so I need
1: to make this change. And <laughs> most of the time, they'll even waive the change fee. Yes, they've waived the change fee. That's why I think it's good to also be pleasant. Yeah. Because even though you can be ag- um, aggravated and you call up and you have an attitude, but if you're pleasant, there's things they can do and they will try to help you. But if not, they're like, sorry, can't do it. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, and then also, you know, do you ever rent a car when you're traveling, and what are some of the ways that you save when you're traveling?
3: Yeah, um, I love going on road trips. Um, So I've done road trips through a lot of Eastern Europe. Uh Um, I've done road trips in South Africa, Swaziland, and Lesotho, and Botswana. Um, And then, of course, road trips around the U.S., so road trips are one of my favorite things. Um, Loyalty, again, I'm going to keep coming back to that, because you gain so much through loyalty, Mm -hmm. and for a lot of rental car companies, they're global, so you're going to find them in most places that you're going to go to um and as far as insurance again finding a really good travel credit card um if you do that a lot of times they'll cover rental car insurance so that's what i use so i never have to buy the extra insurance because my credit card covers it
1: a lot of times we have employers also that have discounts, and we should check that. Yeah. Because I know at my job, they have all kinds of discounts at different hotels and with car companies. And I never think, like, let me check and see if my job has a discount at this hotel. And a lot of times they do have programs.
2: I would say even our co-working space, the co-working space that Amina and I are members of, they actually have discounts for their members. Mm. And so even if, you know, you're an entrepreneur and, right. and, you know, non-traditionally employed, there are other things that you might be a part of that offer discounts and you should really look into them. Amina has inspired me.
0: I'm <laughs> <telling> you wise. <guys. laughs> She's my discount. She's a discount queen. I love a perk. I love a perk. It's the only reason I join things. It's the only reason I go places. But I find also that if you use that as your constraint a lot of times, like, oh, I'm a member of this club or I have this kind of credit card, it helps you kind of narrow down the options That's that you have. True. And yeah. when you're traveling, it's good because there's, t- there are too many options. Right. And then you're like, okay, these are the places I can stay. This is what I can do. Mm-hmm. But Jessica, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about, um, you know, sometimes, and we've talked, we touched on this earlier, you don't have a lot of time to spend somewhere. Right. You know, so it's like you're on a business trip and you're like, okay, I'm going to extend it by two days. Or in your case, you were trying to see the whole world. You know, there's only 24 <laughs> Beyonce hours in the day. Okay. So I just like, I wonder like, how do you prioritize what you're going to do when you're somewhere for not very long?
3: Mm -hmm. Um, I think it depends on your interests. So for me, I'm super interested in local culture. I don't Mm -hmm. care as much about tourist attractions. Mm -hmm. So I prioritize by linking up with a local person like almost immediately. Mm -hmm. So whether it's through my grad school network or through Instagram, I ask people a lot of times um, on Instagram if they're in the cities or countries that I'm going to. um, I rather spend 24 hours hanging out with someone local than like going and taking pictures of like buildings and things exactly. like that. Because for me, that allows me to get like an in-depth feeling about the country that I'm visiting. I'm
2: interested. Is there a city that you traveled to that you weren't able to find anybody in mm-hmm. or a, sta- a country that you traveled to and you're like, wow, there's no one here?
3: You know what's so funny? Like, <laughs> the country is empty. So, um, Tuvalu, which is, right, exactly. Uh, one of the world's least visited countries. It's in the South Pacific. Uh, definitely did not, no one had recommendations. No, No, there was nothing. So, right, exactly. And so when I got on my flight, I flew from Fiji, um, the woman sitting behind me just started chatting with me and was like, "You know what? What are you doing? What are you going into? <laughs> Who for? are you?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, a tourist. She was like, "What?" <laughs> um, super sweet. And her and her her husband was a former minister, and he's still a politician. And so they ended up taking me around the island. Um, they loaned me one of their boat and what? like two guys to take me island hopping because the country amazing. is made up of nine you islands. You have to yeah, follow her so. on Instagram. The Instagrams I am. were amazing. I am. I, oh, I'm, this. after this, I'm,
2: I'm stalking you guys. That's
1: crazy. Like, yeah, so like honestly, it always works it out works It out. always works yeah, out. Yeah, cuz that's true whoever's on the flight with you clearly they're going to the same place you're going yeah, exactly. to. Yeah, like, girl. like, I've yeah, never seen her I'm before. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> exactly.
3: Here? So even when I was flying to Iran, I was on the flight and um the guy sitting next to me was like what are you doing? I'm like going for tourism. And he's like, okay, take my number. If there's anything you need at all while you're in the country, let me know. So it really has been relying on the kindness of strangers. And I think the one thing that I've learned from traveling, I've been to 191 countries now. Um, the one thing that I've learned um, is that most people are good. Right, like yeah, most people are yeah. not trying to steal from you or cheat you or anything like that. So if you just, you know, travel with positive energy, then yeah. the universe is going to bring and that back to you. And be smart about it too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And
1: speaking of being smart, let's talk about money yeah. when you're traveling and credit cards. So what are your best practices for money and credit cards when you travel?
3: So for money, I always say to people who want to travel more, chase the deal, not the destination. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there's if you just search um, online flight deals, you'll find a ton of websites that have daily subscription services so you can find I discounts. I use one of those. You get an alert every time. <laughs> I got three applicants every single day. It's I like my, it. it's like my newspaper it. in the morning. Um, and then, for sure, finding a travel rewards card is super important because you gain free travel from your everyday spending. Do you always bring cash and do you change your money over when you travel to different countries? That's a good question. So, I always have um, a couple hundred dollars, U.S. dollars, um, in my wallet cash and it has to be crisp Dollars. Yeah, so that. what you can use in the U.S., you cannot necessarily use abroad. So usually it has to
1: be <laughs> no tape on it, no, no
3: tape, it. <laughs> no tears, not even a corner. And it usually has to be like newer than 2009. Mm-hmm. This sounds very specific and it is for a reason. And the bigger the bills, it's better because if you're exchanging cash in certain countries, if you have 20s, they'll give you less money right. than oh. if you. So I always travel with um, hundreds or 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a rule, I don't actually exchange cash. I use a bank. I use an ATM because I get a better rate. Right. And so the biggest thing about which card to use, like which bank to use, find a bank that doesn't charge you foreign transaction fees and that doesn't charge you ATM fees. My bank, every month I get... Um, I see a line item of all my ATM fees being refunded to right, me. Right. I get that wave too. Yeah. yeah. That's huge because some banks will charge you like $6 for yeah. using a foreign ATM plus the foreign ATM fee of 3%. And if you go to the ATM multiple times during that trip, you end up spending like 50 bucks yeah. in fees for, for what? That's
1: good advice because you get to the airport and they always have like the money grand place where you can. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. Don't, go to yeah, to those don't
3: change yeah. cash. Yeah. Don't
1: change cash. That's good advice using the yeah. ATM. I was going to say, and on the um, using debit cards,
2: Notifying your bank too, right? I mean, but uh, yeah. I'm like, do you have a permanent notification oh, with your bank?
3: Know. Your bank is like, like she's not, not here. she's there, she's they just not. not. <laughs> they like for I love the banks that I work with in my credit card company I don't call them anymore okay this is
2: notated on your account but I know sometimes I've been able to log in from the app now I think a lot of banks are allowing that where you log in from the app and notify them that you're traveling yeah my bank does
0: that and you can do it for your debit cards and your credit cards and it's always it's good to have what
1: about your phone like the phone bill because when you travel from country to country then I'm sure you know there's different plans that yeah, you have to be on. That's a good point. I actually use
3: an American carrier for most of my travels because they cover like 210 countries, which is insanely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and where they don't cover, depending on the length of time I'm there, I'll buy a SIM card, mm-hmm. or I will not, and then I'll just allow that's myself to live in the mo- moment, exactly, um, and just connect to Wi-Fi when I'm at the hotel. Right, because you can also do like audio with the Wi-Fi, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. For, yep, a phone call. Yep, for sure. So I'm curious, Jessica, have
2: have you ever had any items stolen while on a trip? I haven't. No. Well, wow. I'm told, when, not I'm on you, when I tell All you my
3: life is wrapped up in positive energy. Well, let's keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's mean, amazing. I, and I'm not recommending this for other people, but I don't even use hotel safes. Mm. I don't use hotel either.
0: I never do. So. I don't
1: even bring anything that is valuable. super valuable. But like valuable. passports are valuable. Well, yeah, your passport. <laughs> yeah, your passport. But I usually bring my passport with me when okay, I leave so, the hotel. So I don't. Because if you
3: ever get robbed, right. then you don't. So I think it's good to, um, I recommend to have a copy of your passport to take mm. with you outside of the hotel because I just for me I'm like God forbid someone pickpocket me or rob me and then I lost money and oh, my passport, passport and now you know you have to go to the U.S. Embassy and it's but just... if you
1: need your ID for something they're okay with you using like oh I your use license? my license yeah okay yeah,
3: yeah. I didn't know if that was okay oh yeah no I use my license and if they ask me for my passport I'm like yeah it's in my hotel so it won't. <laughs> but I also have a picture of my passport on my phone yeah okay, so yeah. do I and
2: in your email I also keep it in my, yeah, email, I have it in my too, email so that I can well. just
3: access it in email
2: yeah. For sure. That is awesome. And I think it is important to make inventory of the items that you do have a value, whether it's on your person or in your suitcase or in your, your hotel room. You just want to make sure you're notating. Right. This is what I have because I always travel with my laptop.
1: Yeah, the yeah. laptop's important, but I try not to bring really expensive things like yeah. bags and shoes and jewelry things like, yeah, and, and jewelry just because... I don't know what's going to happen. So I'd rather not have that in my room yeah. or, you know, have that on me when I'm walking around. I'd rather yeah. just not even put myself I in that situation. I feel it makes you a target, same. too, yeah. if you're
0: out here extravagantly. I'm glad that you mentioned like having to deal with the U.S. Embassy because I think that that's, you know, it's a thing. It's it's definitely a bureaucracy but I think that if you're going overseas, especially if you're not a seasoned traveler, you should always know where your closest U.S. Embassy is. Yeah. There's also a service with the State Department where you can register as an American abroad and you just never know when there are yeah. going to be emergencies and yeah. so you might need a new passport or somebody might need to get in touch with you or you might be in the middle of civil unrest so you should probably know <laughs> yeah. that. yeah, That's
3: a good thing to know. They can help you with so many things. Um, (laughs) I used to live in Benin in West Africa and someone stole my identity while I was living abroad, but like in the U.S. Okay. And so I called the embassy and they were able to help me with that. And then I had a medical issue and I was able to call the embassy and ask them, you know, which doctors do you recommend? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's beyond like passport Mm -hmm. services. There's other things that you can just get help for, especially like Benin is a Francophone country. So my French is good, but not good enough to like speak to a doctor Mm -hmm. Um, so they can help you with those sorts of things. As well.
0: Um, how do you decide um, you know, like how much budgeting you're gonna do when you're traveling? Like, how do you not overspend?
3: He's like, I go on. (laughs) (laughs)
2: She's
0: like, you want that. Like, Like, don't 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 ask me. I don't suggest you do this. (laughs) Right. I don't overspending is subjective, right? It's just to your own. You decide. I (laughs)
3: save so much money on the flight search and you know on rewards with hotel websites um, and credit cards. So when I'm in a country, I pretty much do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not into Michelin star restaurants, thank God. So right. like I don't end up spending <laughs> and that's local her. food. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So for me, that's not the expense. But like, for example, when I was in Nepal, um, I ended up spending like $300 on like a Himalaya sightseeing flight. It was like a one-hour flight, but <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: You're like for- I did it. And I yeah, did it. yeah. Because it's it. It. an yeah. experience.
1: It is yeah. an experience.
2: So, that's that's the beauty of being financially secure is that you can invest in what matters to you. You
1: mm-hmm. can splurge a little. One more thing I want to about passports is sometimes I've realized this when you travel out of the country certain countries have different rules as to when your passport is about to expire so it oh, might yeah. be a certain amount of pages that you have to have in your passport You can or, look all that up on the State Department website Right, good to know because or
2: condition like the condition your passport is in might be important What are you doing in your, your passport? No, I, you know what? I did try to travel a few years ago with my ex-husband just why he's an ex mm-hmm. um, and his passport he had accidentally put it in the washing machine so it was tattered yes Yes. Back pocket, okay. and we showed time. up, and we missed our flight, and had to reschedule our trip because they would not let him board our flight with that passport. We
1: see, now that was passport. me. I would have been like, "I'll see you there when you take care <laughs> of this." Yeah, I don't want both of us to miss our flight. <laughs> well, you <laughs> it's
3: know, it's really important to have the six months of validity um, and, and the number you know, of pages, and number of pages. Which I'm, I just hit struggle mode on my Ugandan passport because I have one page left, oh, and it's for my Syrian. You're not going anywhere. I know. I was. And got it. I was like can you, can you please put the stamp like right in the corner please, right any on page that page. Like, most no, of right. like no put it on a new page and <laughs> right exactly I no I'm like just please
1: don't don't stamp on the empty page yeah some places you need to have your passport has to be good for like another year or else they won't let you in
3: yeah so when you're booking cause I had a friend who was coming to celebrate my birthday in Barbados and he realized the day we were flying that his passport expired that day <gasps> and he could not Ooh. travel and so definitely when you're booking your flight check <laughs> your passports <laughs> To make sure that you have um, the needed amount of time.
2: Last time I checked my passport. My next is next year. We're gonna meditate,
3: and we can think about that. Okay. So you
0: know, (sighs) Um, uh, are you doing our money meditation now? We are gonna do our money meditation now. I'm really glad that you're here with us. So I want more money. We're all gonna, um, Tanya, What do you say? We're breathing in. uh, We're breathing in money, money, and we're exhaling exhaling money.
4: money.
0: Inhale money. (laughs) Exhale exhale money. we're doing it. Um, So for today's money meditation, imagine your dream vacation. Money is no object. You can go wherever you want to go. Think about that bucket list goal that you really want to pull off. Besides money, what is stopping you from reaching that goal? So take a moment to think about how freeing it can be to enjoy a cheap getaway without all of the extra stress of spending money. And can you remember back to a cheap trip you went on that wouldn't have been as fun or as memorable if you had spent more money?
1: (laughs) Okay. Do you want to start us off, Angela? (laughs) No, because I'm just thinking about a trip that I went on. And so one of my old bosses, he was invested into this hotel resort. Turks and Caicos, and it is the most amazing place I've ever stayed, right? But I didn't have to pay for the room or anything, Mm -hmm. and they had chefs that, like, cooked for us breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You tell them what you want. They go to the supermarket. They buy it. You know, everything. It was amazing. Infinity pool, all of that. And I just remember that one night, and I didn't have a lot of money to spend myself, so I was really grateful that, like, they brought us on this trip. I bought one of my friends with me, too, and it was a a group of us. And we were, like, one day— my friend and I were like, we're going to go to a local bar and, you know, go hang out. And the, I think there was a fight on. And we wanted to go watch a fight. So we go to the bar and we had a driver that came and got us. And then he was like, let's go here. And he was like taking us to all these different places. Like, oh, this is where else we'd love to go. And then we got the bill and it was $600. <laughs> From the driver. <laughs> because we didn't know that he was charged. We just thought he was just like all right, let's go here. Like he, to go, and he was having a great time. <laughs> of course he was. Yes, he was, he was like, let let making $600. Like and so we, we got the bill and we were like, but then I was like, okay, like in all fairness, we didn't pay for anything, yeah. you know, on this trip. So we tipped really well for everything. But then we just kept laughing about the fact that we got got for that $600. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, I know where they're staying. <laughs> let me
3: take you to the other end of this island.
2: <laughs> um, so, destination. I have so many places I want to go that I haven't gone. Mm -hmm. The two um, like the next places I will go Uh, well three going to South Africa Mm -hmm. uh, I want to visit the Amalfi Coast and like that whole Mm -hmm. stretch of um, of land or uh, that area of the world (laughs) Um, and then I have not been to Tokyo yet so I really want to Uh, go to Tokyo I'm going to give you all my tips yeah you told me about when I went to Hawaii and I lived it up in Hawaii so those are my those are the destinations I want to go to that's perfect what about you
3: my destination when I closed my eyes and I was meditating um, is Bora Bora ooh yeah yeah, and I Let think the thing you. holding me back is the lack of a man. Like I do a <laughs> lot, so That's I've done eighty-five That's countries true. solo, and I'm fine with it. But I'm not going to Bora Bora without a man. Don't say there's a man that will find you and be like, "Hey, girl, I mean, you want to go?" go. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> tri- but, you know, like you've
0: seen that because I've looked at going to Bora Bora, and they're you know, like even the beds, they're like, there's nothing for single people. Like, yeah, they just they so just like have to go It is marketed money. as a as it's a made, it it you know. If you want to go on a honeymoon with me, let's talk about it. Okay, I can't be a girl. Let's talk about. No, it's
3: not. A girl okay, strip. good to know. Uh, uh, good no, uh, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm more. still single in two years. Let's talk. talk about it. Yeah.
0: I, you know, I feel, I feel really blessed because I've been, I have ticked my bucket list of everywhere I wanted to go to. And some of those places I've gone to multiple times. I think that when I was meditating on a place that was really an unexpected find is, I remember when I was living in New York a couple of years ago. And I was really broke. Like, I had just moved to New York. The grind was really getting me down. I just, I couldn't afford anything. And I, somebody, like, told me about going upstate. And I was like, well, everything above 14th Street is upstate, as far as I'm concerned. So I don't know about this. But I ended up going to Hudson and, like, um, camping on this farm. Like, I borrowed some camping gear. I didn't know what I was doing. And all I had to pay was, like, the price of the Metro North. And I had, like, a great four days. I went hiking. I, like, ended up in a creek. And it was literally just a couple hours away from New York. And I just... I remember in that moment, I felt very rich, even though I had nothing. I just had nothing. And I was like, I got to escape where I live and I had a beautiful weekend and I can come back home.
2: Beautiful, Nina.
1: Well, of course, you know, we want to hear what you came up with. So let us know your response to this week's money meditation. All you have to do is post on social media and use our hashtag. I always tell you what it is. It's hashtag live colorful. That's live colorful with two L's at the end of full. Live colorful.
0: Thanks for joining us. Thank you
1: for having me. Live Colorful and Travel. Yes, (laughs)
2: and I will be following you on those next adventures. And I'm just going to go look at all,
1: like (laughs) stalking. I will follow you on uh, social media and follow you on your adventures. (laughs) And where can we find your work?
3: Um, You can find me all over the internet at The Catch Me if you can.
1: Colorful Lives presented by State Farm is a loudspeaker studio production in association with the marketing arm. Our producer is Matt Raz. Our executive producers are Chris Morrow and Matt Raz. Colorful Lives was recorded at Hangar Studios in New York City. Our audio engineers are Emily Duff and Rich Cervini. Our show is mixed, mastered, and edited by Dwayne Crawford. Our video switcher is Jack Dixon. Camera operators are Benson Vincent and Christopher Sonny Martinez. Our production assistants are Otto Oli and Timar France. Don't forget, if you're only listening to the podcast, there's even more to see on State Farm's YouTube channel. Log on to experience Colorful Lives in a whole new way.
0: Jessica's amazing, right? You can keep following her adventures. You can also check out the newest season of Colorful Lives. The season finale drops on Wednesday, November 6th on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge on all of season five plus past seasons. And if you prefer to watch your podcast, you can log on to State Farm's YouTube channel to experience Colorful Lives in a whole new way. My hair looks different and wild every day. It was really fun making the videos. You can join the conversation with the hashtag Full. That's full with two L's. Listen and subscribe today.